Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. Because they put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't think you need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safety. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good park at all. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have I remember slide. that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. <laughs> Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Hubbard here for Talking Tesla. I'm here with Tom and Robert, and we are doing this start again because the first one was absolutely terrible, not because of me, I'm just saying. Ah, uh, but you start every single one of your shows in the exact same way. If anybody was listening to anything yes. that you've ever done, yes. they would hear that exact same opening. Why can you not do something else? If you're on a roll, if something's working, <laughs> you stick yeah. with it. Is it working? Um, you be the judge. <laughs> Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's first begin with a sad story, which is the Tesla semi-event has been pushed back to November 16th. Why? Why? I'm not saddened by that. Why are you saddened by it? Well, because I was excited about it coming up in just a week or two. Uh, don't you feel like occasionally, uh, just occasionally every once in a while, yeah. Tesla seems to lose focus on what it's supposed to be doing? Aww. What's what is wrong with announcing a truck that nobody's going to see or buy for two years? <laughs> when what's the problem with that? When you have already not built a car you've announced that nobody's seen. What are you? Who's so not they built say what car? they're putting this off because they're helping out Puerto Rico with some batteries and some solar panels, and they're trying to get the Model Three out, which we're going to talk a lot about. That's the story, and they're sticking to it. I'm just saying. Uh, Bottlenecks. Bottlenecks. Yeah. The people who put up the, the nice drapery and get the shardies now have to build batteries. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, is that, is that how that works, think you think? So, so the event management, the event management team, team, team is now building batteries. now on the line at Gigafactory 1. It doesn't mm. seem... With a clipboard watching the robots. Yeah. Clip clump, clip clump, oh, maybe clump, it was clump. the guy who had to build Elon's PowerPoint just couldn't get torn away from putting in... Uh, center consoles. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but did you see the picture of the truck on the back of the trailer? Absolutely. Does that look completely lame and not the Tesla truck at all? I don't know because I don't, Mel, I don't, were you listening to the beginning of the show? They haven't done the reveal event. No. So it's hard to know whether or not that was the truck. I'm just saying it's not the truck. It's the truck. I'm saying it's not the truck. It's the truck. It's not the truck. Ooh, fisticuffs. It's the truck. It's obviously the truck. How it's got it the headlights the of the truck. truck. It's got the contours no, over the fake. front fender of the truck. It's fake. It doesn't have the uh, it doesn't have the wind fairing that goes on the roof, which was sitting on a platform behind the truck. This is a sort of a panoramic shot that I saw on the internet. There's only one that I know of. It's fake. Did you the, not listen to Mel's audio thing that he recorded? Yeah. Where he was like, "Why would it just be sitting out there in the middle?" So of they spent because it's so a much... testing site. No, I just. But it's not it was covered the, at It was all. like on the back of a but truck the, near Harris it's Ranch, in the near, middle of nowhere. In a, at the middle of a, nowhere, where people are site. taking pictures. No, people tweet stuff who work in and with Tesla oh, all the time. So internal. Look, I'm yeah, sorry so to say, internal that leakage. Leakage. Uh, I hate it when I get internal leakage. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have to wait now till November 16th to see if Mel is the idiot or Robert is the idiot. 
But oh, one well, of us we is don't, clearly. We don't really have to <laughs> no, wait until November 16th. <laughs> we could, nice try, Mel. We could take a guess. Come on. We both know it's you. Hey, I want to oh. do a little Patreon thing again. So, Tom, what? how much Patreons are we? Are we going to crush your cow? What's uh, going on with that? We're at 162. Yes. We started at 148. Yes. We need to get to 198, mm. although there's been some rumblings from the current Patreons about increasing their patronage. Yeah, you have to count that. I do count it, but okay. how could we possibly track that sort of thing, Mel? Well, they've been tweeting Are you us. keeping track of it? I am keeping exquisite track of they, it. I've got a spreadsheet and everything. If by they have been tweeting us, you mean Joel has been tweeting <laughs> us, Robert. If Joel is now a they... Then you're correct. Joe they be, have been Joe tweeting. Joe can be anything he wants. He's three or president. four folks I saw tweeting. That said they were going to increase their Patreon. I think correct. we could probably go back into the Patreon file and see. But I'm just saying. We could, we're but not are we going to? We're, we're, we're absolutely. We want to crush your car. Okay, good. Which brings up a little question, because Alex, who uh, did the Patreon thing this week. Thank mm-hmm. you, Alex. Really uh, great review. Gracias. And I was going to say his last name, but I'm going to screw it up, so I won't. We'll just call him Alex. Good job. And that's not even his first name. That's just his anglified first name, so that I can say that. <laughs> that's, that's neither one of your names will be mentioned. <laughs> hey, thanks for doing some work for us. We're not going to credit you. And uh, he was saying, oh "My God, you asked for Patreon money, but how much does it cost to put this thing together? And uh, we had a little back and forth, and I was saying, well, you can do a podcast basically mm-hmm. really cheaply. You can you use can. really cheap equipment. You can edit yourself or not edit at all. Mm-hmm. You mean like uh, you, you echoes don't... in the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to master it. Uh, you can choose some sort of cheap hosting. And you could do all that, but we don't. Now, just for the record, uh, Tom, how much money have you been paid to do the show? Let's so go. Done, like so, so wait, wait. It's 107 episodes. Like it's 107 months, episodes. They averaged probably two and a half hours over the thing. Uh, there's a little bit of prep work ahead of time. Months. I make zero dollars per hour <laughs> in 28 months. Yeah. And uh, Robert, how much have you been paid? Oh, I've been paid far more. <laughs> far, far more. Yeah. But yeah. I get paid in, in camaraderie. Robert gets paid in the fact that people on Twitter now know who he is, oh, which is nice. I didn't know. I'm not. That's not a disparagement. I'm just saying that that is something that it makes you, me sound petty. That I'd that, be satisfied. No, with no, just no, that, no, not no, that no, no, no. You know what? That was not what I meant. Thousands no, of dollars. No, no, that's paid not at all. That's podcast. not at all. We could talk about this for 25 more minutes. That's not or what I meant. I meant very positively that that is a a form of payment that you have received that you enjoy greatly. I got. A really cool biking jersey that I wore in a 5K on we've, Friday morning. We've gotten thousands That's of dollars true. worth t-shirts. of shirts. We've gotten t-shirts, candy, candy, and soda, I, rye whiskey, booze. Yeah, this show actually, is staying off already. When you think it's about like it. a horn of plenty in here. I might have to call my accountant and pay taxes on some of that <laughs> stuff. Oh, so I bring this up uh, just so to tell you sort of why uh, we look for Patreon money. We actually do have. Uh, this is part of a nonprofit. And the non-profit is to send, this is funny. It's a very science, non-profit. Science education to the world. Um, and so we have EJ and CC and other people working on it. So it actually costs at least, without paying any of the hosts, at least $30,000 a year to put this thing on. Oh, which is my like, God. what am I doing? <laughs> why but, are, why, uh, how much have you made 
with talking uh, Tesla? Oh, minus thirty thousand. Um, at year. least just for this one show, at least minus thirty thousand dollars. So that's uh, why people ask for Patreon money, and that's why you see a lot of podcasts and stuff asking for money because you can do it basically for free and for cheap. But if you want to bump it up at all, it costs a lot of money. So I say hats off to those people who do long term shows who get absolutely no money. They're doing it out of pure love, and it's costing them a lot of their time. But yeah. what we'd also like to point out to the Patreons is. Uh, we're not bumping it up anymore. This is it. <laughs> this is what you're getting. We've, we've, we've just reached our pinnacle with this show. <laughs> no, I am going to actually buff the Patreon offerings every week. I'm going to do more because I want those people who have who are giving us money. I wanted to give them something more. So I personally am going to spend even more time on this show and and for the money. Patrons. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Do you like that? That's it's, nice. It's cool. Let's talk about something interesting. Let's educate. Let's do some Model Three. That would be exciting. So, this is big, large, huge, massive, uh, Bunkakian and stuff. Oh, that again. Yeah, and that's on every other show as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm aware. <laughs> I've listened to them. Uh, so, here's what happened last week. We found out, because we've been wondering to ourselves, Self, how many Model 3s have they actually made? And we thought we'd better wait till Q3 results come out. Q3 results came out, and it was good news and bad news. Here's the good news. They made more Xs and more Ss than they've made Q3 last year by about 5%. Is that the bad news? Woohoo! That's the good news. Oh, that's the good news. Yes. Not if you're a Model 3 reservation holder, it's not. The bad news, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is that they didn't make too many Model 3s. So let's go back into the, to the summary of this. So did you they say did they, alphas. They, they, they didn't deliver that many Model 3s. <laughs> We're no, going to get to they that. They didn't okay. make too many. They didn't make too many. <laughs> they didn't make too many. They didn't make too many. Model 3. No, they didn't make too many. Of three. No, they certainly they didn't. didn't make too many. Too many three. So Tesla <laughs> did an alpha run. We saw the alpha car, and that was very good. Now what you're supposed to do, uh-huh. if you make cars, I don't know, this is what I'm told, you're supposed to then do a beta run where you actually you run the line, and you uh, make 100, and then you stop it, and you tweak it, and you run the line and make 100, and then you get faster and faster and better. And better. Mm-hmm. They decided not to do that. They decided, look, what we're going to do is modeling, computer modeling, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be sure that the this is going to work, and we'll just go straight into production. Analytics, data analysis, stuff like that. And a lot of people said, that is really not the way you're supposed to do it, but Tesla doesn't do anything. Any, you know, they do their own thing. That's, that is accurate. But they did say that the first set of cars is going to go to just employees, SpaceX, Tesla. And so it's kind of like beta, but it turns out that by the end of September, they'd planned on 1,500 Model 3s. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, no. That that came and went. It's October. That's right. So it's possible. So they actually delivered 220. That's less, correct? Uh, that's a little bit less. And in, if you look at deliveries, then they missed their target by 85%. Wait a minute, wait. 85, that seems like a lot. This math thing is really challenging We're for us. nailing it today, though. We're having a math challenge. I don't think we are. Because my recollection was Uh-oh. when Elon said, we're going to make 5,000 Model 3s a month by the end of December. Mm-hmm. That means yeah. on the day one of December, they could make zero Model 3s. No, no, but he said. But at the end of December, they would be up to a rate of 5,000 a month. Fanboy so, corner with Robert oh Rosen. But, but I'm just said, parsing English. But he said at the end of September, we'll, we'll have done 1,500, and then the ramp goes up. So they've missed the first that, right? part of the he ramp. He did say that it is an S-shaped curve. Slow at the beginning, ramps up, and then starts to kind of 
top off and he doesn't know where the ramp up is going to occur. So the 1,700 people that are reporting that he said 1,500 by the end of September are erroneously reporting that, Robert? Is that what you're saying? That's not how I read what he said. Okay. I read it My as opinion. I read it as fifteen hundred. But well, let me go further because oh, I actually, in the end, I am agreeing with Robert. Oh, so let's go through this. So people like Aris Technia, Technia say this is probably they're probably building these by hand. So if you go to really high end auto manufacturers who don't use machines so much, they can do about six to eight cars a day. That's about what they're doing. So he believes these people at Aris Technica or she, I don't remember who wrote it, said that uh, they're probably making this by ham. Now, Tesla has said there is not a fundamental problem here. We said we'd do 1,500. We didn't get to it. There's not a fundamental problem. There's a few issues. Uh, We're going to fix those issues, and it's all going to be okay. So let me say this. There are those people that said this is a disaster. Um, We are now going to say that the stock price should be uh, one-tenth of what it is. Here's Tesla again. They can't get their act together. They can't get their stuff on time. They never can. This is terrible. Other people have said, now, come on. This is ridiculous. Uh, Let's look at Apple, for example. Is Apple a successful company? I think they are, yeah. And do they often, when they have a brand new product line, have difficulty getting out in numbers? Uh, Often? You mean Uh, always? uh, Like always. And so right now, the iPhone X which is their flagship, which is going to sell, people estimate, um, more than any other iPhone in the history of iPhones. They can't make them very fast right now. They're probably making about 10000 a day. They need to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new product line from the company that makes products better than anybody in terms of its ability to ship, and they are having some issues. So mm-hmm. those normal people say, um, don't worry about this. So Goldman Sachs has said the stock price should be 200 Tesla has fundamental issues with building cars. And there is another analyst here, and I can't remember if it's from CNN, who said, actually, this is par for the course. It's a brand new thing. This is normal. We suggest that their stock price should be $950 and a market cap in the next few years of $500 billion. I suggest wow. that these things, while related shouldn't be and this is the fundamental problem with u.s corporate sort of Mm. quarterly earnings and stock watching and let's call it this the business of stock analysis right a lot of people out there making money selling you stock analysis buy this don't sell this it's this quarter in that corner so i agree that tesla's having some production problems i don't believe like they're going to sit in the corner and never make any more Model 3s. Like, they're not going to give up, right? and they're going to eventually start making oh, them. Oh, I thought they were going to stop. <laughs> and, oh, and it was the, hard, and the so people, And the people and most people who have these reservations are not going to be abandoning them. They've already had them for so long. Why does it matter at this point, right? Like that, So you that's have a reservation. Gonna... Did you go, oh, they didn't make 1,500, didn't? No, oh, therefore Mel, I'm just going to cancel. No. Either no, did I, I. No, I didn't, Mel. Either did anybody. No, no, no. <laughs> They just went, oh, I want mine soon, and so, I'm not getting it. in the very short term, of course this is going to have an issue. They're not going to have any difficulty raising cash, so that they're not going out of business as as uh, Seeking Alpha might have said, right? They're going to burn so much cash, they need this influx. Like, they're going to be able to get as much money as they want. No one, no, no one is going to beat them to market. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen because they made the market. It doesn't exist. I saw an e-Golf over the weekend. Yes. I saw an e-Chrysler Pacifica over the weekend. Cool. 
Yeah. One. They were cool. Each. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of each. Yeah. And that wasn't out on the right. five between yeah. L.A. and yeah. San so, Francisco. So, again, it's all of this. Like, let's separate the company from the stock a little bit and the successes from the stock price. And, and let's chill out a little bit on if it goes to 200, here's what I will tell you. You should buy more, Robert. Yeah, I would definitely buy more. <laughs> I will stop buying if it goes to two. And again, this, and I want to get back to the three, but the stock price is not dependent truly on Model Three production this week versus next week versus six weeks from now. That's correct. It's dependent on Puerto Rico saying something like, "We want 250 gigawatts." I'm sorry, megawatts of battery storage for our island, and we're going to distribute it around the island. Well, I mean, that's I would, what it's dependent on. I would disagree with that a little bit. I think it is dependent on Model Three. I don't think it's dependent on Model Three this month, next month, the month Not after. Not to that. that big of a degree. It's dependent on Model Three in the long run. They have to get sure. this taken care of. But I'm saying that whether or not they can reach 1,500 last week, in three weeks, in six weeks. No. So I, I absolutely agree with you. I think following stock price to determine whether a, a company is fundamentally sound or not is uh, stupid. But let's ask Google. Hey, Google, what's Tesla's stock price this morning? As of 11.37 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time today, the price for Tesla shares on NASDAQ is $349.33, down 2.12% from last Friday. So uh, despite... Um, Articles like this saying that Tesla is uh, doom and gloom, the stock price has moved down hardly at all. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge price still compared to where we were six months ago. It's up 17,000% or something. 1,700%. The low in the last 52 weeks around 200. Yeah. Just for perspective. And again, it honestly doesn't matter. And this is why corporations go crazy because they have to be like quarter to quarter to quarter. They can't be thoughtful and innovative and imaginative and put things towards things in the long run because they're constantly being forced by stock shareholders quarter to quarter to produce. So I just want to get a couple quick points in. Please. If you're interested in the Model 3, I am. I expect you are. These two guys here are. There's a few points to be made here. One, Tesla is breaking the mold. They are not making cars like GM and all the other big legacy car manufacturers. They made a conscious decision, deliberate, to make an alpha, show it off, get everybody excited, and the betas are going to staff. And so, yes, they're going to have to do so. There's no magic to making a car. You make a car and there are so many steps along the way, there's bound to be things that go wrong. So it's been reported that they've had to replace the seats in July. They had to do some battery pack corrections in July. The headlights and the taillights in August had to be upgraded. This is something they did with the S, right? I had the back lights of my first gen S replaced like three times because of condensation and spiders and bugs inside the lights. We're about to have ours replaced. Yeah. And Mm. then they had to replace ground terminal bolts in August. I'm not sure you know exactly where that is, but it sounds kind of like deep side, deep inside the car. Can I ask you a question then? If you had to have your uh, lights replaced, we're calling them spidey lights because the spideys like to live in there. Yes. How come they have the same problem again? Because whoever's giving them their lights, but 
shouldn't they have fired those people and said, hey, uh, we've done that once? That's an excellent point. Or this is a fundamental problem with the difficulty of making lights, apparently. It's a fundamental problem. Like, we had a a Ford Probe at one point in our lives, and not too many people remember the Ford Probe. It was not a lovely automobile. It leaked like a sieve. It may have been the Ford Colander, to be completely honest. (laughs) Maybe where they store the lights, they should have fumigated so there weren't so many spiders that crawl into the lights. I don't know. Turns out we have a a Toyota... Highlander hybrid and its lights have the same problem. What's up with lights? Sorry, go on. I guess <laughs> spiders are just really crafty. They're really small, you know. They they start what out really small. What do spiders have to do with water? Is it water spouts? What are, what are we talking about? Are we no. talking about water? Incy, or are we look, Incy Wincy Spider <laughs> down the spout and into the lights of Ford, GM, with Tesla, and water others. with him. So they said that um, although the vast majority of manufacturing subsystems at both California and Nevada are able to operate at a high rate, a handful have taken longer to activate than expected. Ars Technica says they're making the cars by hand. Elon tweets a video that shows the car being made by robots. Now, is that just like fake news? I don't think so. It looks real to me, but they've slowed down the assembly line to one-tenth the rate. They want to make sure the welds are right. I think this is called working it out, and this is what they planned. He said, to begin with, the big stretch is to start production in July. Did anybody really expect that a year or a year and a half ago? No. No. Did we really expect to see any Model 3s driving on the road at this point no. a year and a half right. ago? But okay, so I and I so, agree with that, but he continues to give guidance and that's the problem but, that analysts have with it, well, right? Well, but he specifically said uh, back then when we said no way, he said this is an internal goal. I fully expect we are going to miss it. I thought that was the first time that he was actually being very honest, saying like this is our stretch goal. And we're like, Robert, I couldn't believe that they actually got their stretch goal. We were saying on the show they're not going to start production until next year. But they did. That video that you show and you should – is it, that's an Elon it's Twitter. Elon's an Elon Instagram, Instagram account. Right. It shows a Model 3 being built by the machine. And I think it's specifically because of reports mm-hmm. that we just talked about that they said building it by hand that he put that video out. It's like, no, we're not, liars. Well, they're building some of it by hand. There are some hand finishing things for sure happening. And that happens with all cars. No car is 100% built by machines. And this car – won't be 100% built by machines. So i got a question for Robert. So we talked about 220 were delivered, something about 260 in total to date, but they have VIN numbers for... Yeah, they've got a VIN number application to the um, Transportation Authority that goes as high as 1134 right now. And that was already reported, so there's some delay in this. That's to the National Highway Transportation Safety Authority. So, you know, again... Delivered, made, in transit, purchased. These are numbers we can't misrepresent. And so it's, you know, what was it? Um, I think it was fourth quarter of 2016 where they had a ship stuck outside of Shanghai because the smog was so bad they couldn't navigate the ship in. And it had like 3,500 cars for China. So they could not report those at the end of the year or whatever that quarter was. So there's lots of things going on, whether or not they're building them is the real important figure. And we've got people who've had VIN number 400 and something show pictures and smiling. They got their cars. When are we going to drive in a car, a Model 3? Well, we'll talk about that when we get to the letters. Um, Okay. So, again, another another Ars Technica article said, look, let me tell you why Tesla is so bad and they're so stupid. Look, Chevy announced the Bolt in 2015, and by 2016, they were building them as fast as they could sell them. 
And it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that's the entire point, is that the Bolt is a fine car, but nobody wants it. They, <laughs> they've sold like a 1000 a month. woo And again, I love the Bolt. That's great. I think it's a good car. Grandpa's got one. But the point is, I think, it's Roberts. Everybody just calm down. Uh, this is a difficult thing to to do. They're doing it very differently. Are you saying like calm the falcon down? Calm the falcon wing down. The fundamental problem with the bolt exists. So. Well, it exists? The fundamental problem with the bolt exists is that yes. you go onto the Chevy's dealerships and A, they don't really know that much about them. Yes. And B, they're selling another car right next to it that looks exactly the same for $20,000 right. or less. And yeah. that's uh, what a number of people have pointed out is that for cars like the Bolt, it doesn't know who its competition is. Tesla knew with the S who its competition was, Mercedes, high-end BMW. With the X, the same thing. And with the 3, it kind of knows who's its competition. That mid-range, uh, it's a little bit of stretch for some people, but we're building a luxury car in that sort of mid-price thirty-five to $50,000. So that's why I find these articles frustrating. Yes, they missed some artificial number that uh, Elon said. But I ask you this question, boys. When do you start to get anxious that they can't do this? That they can make cars at scale. They're making you know a lot of cars and a lot of S's and X's but not at the really high-end level that they're in. So when do we freak out? By December, if they're not making 5000 a week, do we say they failed, or do we still say it's still really hard? Give them another six months. Thanksgiving. I, I would say I would give them, honestly, till mid-next year to hit 5000 a month before I start freaking out. I mean, I'm not going to be thrilled right. if they don't get to that by the end of the year. But, I, again, I don't – it's not – for me, it's not about doing it right away. It's about doing it right yeah, I mean, this is like a rocket. You don't want to have, oh, let's just let it go. That bolt that's still loose, though, that's okay. Let's get it out on time. We're going to fire it on time, and then it starts going up, and Well, boom. that's a bigger fundamental problem that they're going to have regardless, right? So they're going to have, no, but I mean, they're like going to have these catastrophic problems. Catastrophic failure. Right, right. They're going to have these problems now, and they're going to be problems. When they get to 5000 a week, there's going to be other problems that arise. It's just the the way things are made. I have toasters that have problems and 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 other things that people have manufactured like yes. things people make yeah they have problems that's why not everything you purchase has a lifetime warranty too bad that making a model 3 isn't as easy as making a frying pan that would be awesome so, so two things that i think are really important to prospective model 3 owners is one hey, i'm one of those one getting the car uh -huh. so i understand the anxiety that I want my Model 3 last week. I want to already be in it. I want to have my stuff in it. I want to have my Kleenex box stashed in my Kleenex box spot. I want to live in my car. I want specific. my Model 3. <laughs> I'm thinking specific. about that. And the second thing was that I want the car so that I can get the federal tax credit. And the good thing is that if they're trickling the cars out more, you know, at a slower pace, it's not really going to affect that many people as far as getting the federal tax credit. So, you know, I understand the anxiety, understand the anxiousness and the wanting, but at the same time, you can just keep listening to Talking Tesla so we can continue to give you little bits about the Model 3. These delays have very little impact on the federal tax credit. An right. impact, but very little. Very little. Yeah, because they're just going to throw out a few Model S's and such. So and I think X's. we'd all agree uh, we would rather them go slow and try and get it as right as possible, knowing there's always going to be manufacturing issues, rather than worry about all this noise. And I'm sure Elon doesn't worry about it. I'm sure it annoys him. Just slow down, do it right, because I'd rather them build 5000 a month right 
then should have tried to speed it up now. But separate the two things. Separate the company from the analysts. Yeah, well, I, I'd like to separate some of the analysts, yes. period. <laughs> and so if that, you really— You can't threaten people. No, I said separate. separate. That's not a threat. That's not a threat. I just want to separate them from, like, you know, insulate us— Tesla fans and us who are watching Tesla from being distracted by a lot of people who say things that, you know, when I read some of these analysts, like saying what they think is going to happen, they're like quoting things they don't even know. So there's a lot of uh, information gap. But if you're anxious, like you want your Model 3, then that's why we're here. And why over the weekend, I was watching more OC detailing yes. videos yes. where... And I forgot his name. It starts with a J. He, cool dude, goes through a red Model 3. He starts with an outside video, and he shows us that the front end below the bumper has these louvers with a fan for cooling the battery, which is sort of a new thing. We don't have louvers on an X or an uh, S. And then he showed how kind of challenging it is to mount the license plate. He's very... And I am upset that you have to put holes, drill holes in the bumper and use double stick tape. There's no mount. Although there was a guy uh, from Orange County, maybe I don't remember his name, came to an L.A. club event and he took the original Model S and he took a license plate. Our license plates are like five by maybe nine inches wide. And he drilled four holes in it right where the numbers are so that he could put a zip tie through the license plate, through the louvers at the bottom of the Model S. Very slick. Very secure, not going to fall off, didn't have to put holes in his bumper. I felt envious. But, okay. I so know. They should upset? have a better system. Are you upset about the holes in the bumper? Yes. Or are you upset that you have to drill them as opposed to Tesla? No, no. Drilled Tesla, them? Tesla drilled my holes in my first Model S. And guess what? It's crooked. It still eats me but, up but to this what, day. Which part of it are you upset about? I'm just curious. Uh, what why I'm upset about is about the I'm in the Tom board. camp. Oh, why Tom didn't they camp. put a couple of engineers onto how to make a really nice license plate mount? Right, if you need a license plate in the front, mm -hmm. like we do in California, mm -hmm. to make a really nice license plate mount that goes on the car and attaches like it does for the new Model S front fascia with bolts from underneath that you have no idea even exist. But why does it matter if there's holes in the bumper? There's holes in the rear bumper no, for because that Because what if the plate? next person who buys your car buys it in a state where they don't need a front license plate? This, I'd like to jump in here. So for those that don't know, so you have to have a front uh, bumper, a front plate and a rear plate here in California, I think probably in the, all of the U.S. A lot of Tesla owners don't put it on there because they think it makes the car, which has this beautiful front sort of face, look not as nice. So a lot of Tesla owners don't do that. Most of the time you get away with it every now and then. For example, when I went to Santa Barbara, I got a $50 fine for not having it on. But I agree with you. This is an engineering problem. Why doesn't Tesla just put some magnets and stuff under there? And then you can choose. I'm going to put on the Tesla magnified thing. Click. Or I'm not going to put it on. Well, people, rather than having to drill through the front of your car, it doesn't make any sense. People worry they're going to have their license plate stolen. So if it's a magnet, somebody can come up, pop it off, and run away. If it's drilled on, you have to you have to unscrew like the screws of the this and that, and it's going to take you time to rip off a license plate. And so, yes. Tesla needs to throw some engineers on this, what seems like a trivial issue, but it's actually an important issue for many owners who really want their car to look as cool as it is. I'll tell you how this works. Uh, when you pick up your Tesla, I'm sure it'll be the same with the Model 3, and you've got your um, 
your what's it called? <laughs> what's that stupid thing called? Uh, license. license plate. That's <laughs> what go, we're talking about, Mel. <laughs> I know, just I, for the I, record, I had some word problems. <laughs> oh, the 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 yeah. lady there that's uh, giving you the car will say, "Hey, do you want us to uh, screw this uh, license plate to the front of your car?" And you'll do what most of us do, like, "Nah, just chuck it in the trunk." Yeah, well, and I'll deal with it if a, I get uh, until you get parking tickets parking in Santa tickets. Monica, California. Yes, and so they also showed that there was no chance at putting a tow mount on the back of the car, which is, again, going to upset quite a few people. I expect that both for the license plate in the front and the tow mount in the back, you know, the aftermarket folks are working feverishly, you know, they were probably dying to get their hands on a Model 3 so they can start experimenting. He did show that the rear trunk is huge. It's very large. And just for the record, 19 states don't require a front plate. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you. And so then he does a tour of the inside of the car. So he does a second video. Look for them. I'm sure he's going to be pumping out more since the show has gone to air. I'm sure he's going to get taken down, but go on. (laughs) No, his actually have stayed up. The first one did as well. They don't have any control over him. They're not. He's not an employee and they're not cars that he owns. I guess so. Tom has noted that the cup holders are not adjustable. What the hell? This yeah. is really upsetting. What the hell? They're not adjustable on the S. No, really? Because they made the S five years ago, Robert. That's uh, true. But they've been they, constantly redoing I things. Have a, I have a 14-year-old car with adjustable size cup holders. Sometimes I like to put a small can in there. Yeah, Sometimes like... a regular size can. Sometimes a cup. <laughs> Sometimes different things. I don't only drink things that fit in the Tesla standard cup holder I know diameters. what a lot of people are going to say. First world problems, you guys are idiots, but... This is a fundamental thing about American cars. They like their cup holders. Adjustability is a basic thing. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that, but okay, please there's, continue. There's, First there's, of all, problem, but still, a problem. It's a, <laughs> Oh, my God. It is the epitome that if you looked up first world problem in the Wikipedia, it would be my <laughs> face sitting next to a thing that says this guy complains about not having adjustable cup holders, Uh-oh. and yet still... I would like some adjustable cup <laughs> I holders. thought it was going to be you sitting in the front seat of your car with coffee on your lap, not in a cup. I mean, at first, the other beautiful thing about adjustable cup holders is you can just squeeze your cup a little <laughs> bit more, keep it from moving around. As the gentleman in the video noted, Teslas have a lot of torque. Yes. I would love to have something hold on to the cup. Yeah, so you don't have to hold the cup and the steering wheel and your sunglasses. And uh, Well, thankfully, Tesla's yeah. decided... That you should have just hold on to the cup and you don't need to hold on to the steering wheel anymore. So it's Joe at OC Detailing. Mm -hmm. OC Detailing, right? Like OCD Detailing. Anyway, he shows this and he's got tongue in cheek here. He says, you know, here's the frunk. You can hold like a carry-on bag. Mm -hmm. And they have like an inside release button. And a light. And a light. Pretty well, the baller. light is good. The light is so that when you open it at night, you can see your one No, I bag. think it's so when somebody locks you in the trunk, you can see the button to push to get out. <laughs> yeah, no, but the frunk, the whole idea is that the frunk can barely hold Charlie McCarthy. No, the emergency <laughs> opening button yeah. is lighted. That's right, but it's like, for whom? Your cat? <laughs> like in case My you're... cat's pretty smart. He opened the door today, and I was like, I saw a, a pig a open a sliding door once, but that pig would not fit in the front. So that was is... on Those Amazing Animals, I wasn't haven't it? seen this video. What is the purpose of this it's, clicking It's button? in case you put your, let's say you have a child under the age of 10, and they can be sort of foldy. <laughs> and and they're look and they go out front and they play in your Tesla and they're like, Hey Jimmy, 
See if you can fit in the frunk. And then someone's like, who wants cookies? And the other kids are like, boom. And little Jimmy's still in the trunk. He can push the button. You've really thought this through. The, I yeah. mean, that's one scenario. <laughs> no, I think that's actually a regulation. But why they went ahead with it in the Model 3 with a frunk that's the – you know, you could put like a – 18-month-old in there? I mean, I wouldn't absolutely would not endorse that. I mean, I've known but, some like, very small older children. I mean, that could, I, guess. I just gave you the scenario, Robert. <laughs> okay. It's a very specific cookie-related cookie, <laughs> cookie related scenario. The cookie scenario. So he Somebody also shows... Calls a, cookies. I am running. That is happening. <laughs> I think the point of this entire segment... There's a point? There is a point. Oh, my goodness. Thank God. I'm standing on it right now. Go. Is that Joe shows don't get... Glossy interior. So like the center console and the strip of um, wood or whatever trim you choose, just get the matte one. Because if you get the glossy, it gets fingerprints, fingerprints, fingerprints. You're going to be wiping it. You're going to have to be OCD. So this assumes that there's an option. No one knows if there's a matte interior well, in the we premium. Well, we are ahead of the curve, dude. We are giving people information they need ahead of the right. curve. Right. So, so – if there's only glossy available, you should get that because it's the only thing available. <laughs> oh, if it isn't, if you, there's an option, so, you should get that one. That's what we're saying. And to let you. me remind people the reason that the frunk exists is to put your golf shoes in there. Okay? So then you don't stink up your car. I'm it's just to saying put your golf shoes in I have there. Very stinky <laughs> golf shoes. They go on the frunk, they don't stink up the Disgusting. car. Anything else on this video that's worth talking about? Um, you know, we saw again the uh, lighted vanity mirrors, which was good. Basically, you need to put these on your favorite YouTube video list as you're waiting yeah. for the ramp up of the production of three yeah. so that you can get your fix. You can look at it. You can kind of get almost the smell the light, of the Model 3. The lighted visor mirror to me. Yes. The fact that it didn't have that is amazing. Oh, but it's dude, totally it's useless at night. To have a visor, a mirror with no light. How would how does the S not have that? How does the X not have that? What was what was the meeting like? The visor lighted the visor mirror meeting. Hey Dude, guys, I made up this amazing visor mirror. The engineers were working on something else. They just said visor. Had they ever yeah. been in another car? Visor. Throw a mirror on that. Thanks. Bye. Next. <laughs> No, I think they're worried about the battery life. Like, we've got a 100-kilowatt-hour battery here. That, <laughs> that LED, if left on, would burn the car out in about 4,500 years. You so we can't have that. You don't think the third-party person that made it was like, all right, so here, we can make these visors for you. And uh, would you like those with lights or without lights? With with no no, forget it. Just move on. So uh, now let's talk about autonomous driving because a couple of things happened. One is we got a number of letters about autonomous driving, and two, GM has jumped into the fray here and called out Tesla and said there is no way they can do level five driving with their current hardware. But I would first like to say that thank you to Leon Brody who had a number of things to say about autopilot, but also Joel Sapp who sent a letter in and he said this. And may I quote the president? <laughs> may I quote? This is my favorite part of the week. He said a number of things and then said, if you got a short-term leaf and brought full autopilot, you're an idiot. And I say, Joel, I resemble that <laughs> statement. <laughs> I certainly do both feel of those like things. an idiot now. You got a short-term lease and, and bought full autopilot. autopilot. Making me, according to the president, and you got to listen to the president, 
an idiot. So here as it goes, this is from Teslarati, the director of autonomous vehicle integration at General Motors, a man named Scott Miller. Hello, Scotty. Said full level five driving is not possible with Tesla hardware. To quote him directly, the level of technology and knowing what it takes to do the mission, to say you can be a level five with just cameras and radars is not physically possible. And this was to the Australian press. Yeah. He was talking about Elon Musk's goal to have fully autonomous driving using just cameras. Well, there's says, also a computer involved. There is a computer. He says he thinks Tesla misunderstands what level five means. And uh, so, therefore, it's not going to happen. I think you need the right sensors and the right computing package to do it. And so, therefore, you have to have LiDAR and radars and cameras. You can't do level five with the level of redundancy required to make it safe using Tesla's hardware. He says that cameras are good for looking at objects, but they're not good for looking at movement. And so, therefore, he says Tesla can't do level five. Let me quote for you. Let's insert an audio clip here of Elon talking at TED. He said this. One of the things that people are so excited about is, is the fact that it, it's, um, it's got autopilot. And um, you, you put out this video a while back showing what that, um, what that technology looked sure. like or would look like. Yeah. Um, there's obviously autopilot in Model S right now. Yeah. Well, what are we seeing here? Yeah, so this is um, using only cameras and a GPS. So there's no LiDAR or radar being used here. This is just using passive optical, which is essentially what a person uses. Um, the, the whole road system is meant to be navigated with uh, passive optical or, or cameras. And so once you solve cameras uh, or vision, uh, then autonomy is solved. If you don't solve vision, it's not solved. So that, that's why our focus is so heavily on having... A, a vision neural net that's very effective for road conditions. Right. Many other people are going the LiDAR route. You, you want cameras plus radar is, is most of it. You can absolutely be superhuman with just cameras. Hmm. Like, you could probably do ten times better than humans with just, just cameras. So, so the new cars being sold right now have, have eight, eight cameras in them. That, yeah. that they, they can't yet do what that showed. Um, when will they be able to? Um, I think the, we're still on track for being able to go um, cross-country from L.A. to New York by the end of the year, fully autonomous. Um, and okay, so, so, so a car, by the end of the year, you're saying yeah. someone's going to sit in a Tesla without touching the steering wheel, tap in New York, mm -hmm. off it goes, yeah. won't have to ever touch the wheel by the end of 2017. Yeah, essentially... November or December of this year, we should be able to go from, yeah, from, all the way from a parking lot in California to a parking lot in New York. No controls touched at any point during the entire journey. And, <laughs> amazing. But part of that is possible because you've already got a fleet of Teslas driving all these roads. You're, you're, yeah. you're accumulating a huge amount of data mm -hmm. of that national <clears throat> road system. Yes, but... The thing that will be interesting is that I, I, I'm actually fairly confident it will be able to do that route um, even if you change the route dynamically. Hmm. So like it's, it's fairly easy. Or if, if you say I'm going to be really good at one specific route, that's one thing. But I, um, it should be able to go 
It would really be very good, suddenly, once you enter a highway, to go anywhere on the highway system in a, in a given country.、Um, so it's not, it's not sort of limited to LA, New York. We could, we could change it and make it Seattle, Florida.、Hmm. That, that day, or you know, in real time. So you were going from LA to New York, now go from、uh, LA to Toronto. So, so, leaving aside regulation for a second, the, in terms of the technology alone,、um, the, the time when someone will be able to buy one of your cars and literally just take their hands off the wheel and go to sleep and wake up and find that they've arrived, how far away is that to do that? I、safely? think that's about. That's about two years. The, the, so the, the real trick of it is not, you know, how do you make it work? Say 99.9 percent of the time, because like, like, if, if a car crashes, say one in a thousand times, then it, you're probably still not going to be comfortable falling asleep.、Um, that, that's, you know, you shouldn't be certainly. But it's never going to be perfect. No system is going to be perfect. But if you say it's perhaps Um, it's, it's, it, the, the car is unlikely to crash in a hundred lifetimes or a thousand lifetimes. Then people are like, okay, wow. If I would live a thousand lives, I would still most likely never experience a crash. Then that's probably okay. Sleep. Maybe I guess a big concern of yours is that people may actually get seduced too early to think that this is safe, and,、yeah. and that you'll have some horrible incident happen that puts things, puts things back. Well, I think that the autonomy system. Is likely to at least mitigate the、uh, the, the crash,、um, except in rare circumstances. The, the thing to appreciate about、uh, vehicle safety is this is this is probabilistic.、Right. So that there is, I mean, there's some chance that any time a human driver gets in the car, that they will have an accident. That is their fault.、Hmm. Um, it's it's never zero,、um, and so the, the really it's the, the key threshold for autonomy is how much better does autonomy need to be. Uh, than a person before you can rely on it. But once you get that hand, literally safe hands-off driving, the, the, the power to disrupt the whole industry seems massive. Because at that point, you've spoken of people being able to buy a car, drops you off、yeah. at work, and then you let it go and and、uh, provide a sort of Uber-like service to other people, earn you money,、right. maybe even cover the cost of your lease of that car. Exactly. So you can kind of get a car for free. Is that is that really likely? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. This is what will happen. So there will be a shared autonomy fleet where you buy your car, and you can choose to use that car exclusively.、Um, you could choose to、um, have it be used only by friends and family, only by、uh, five-star other drivers who are rated five-star. You can choose to、uh, share it sometimes, but not other times.、Um, that's 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 one hundred percent what will occur. It's just a question of when. Wow. So the GM gentleman Scott Miller says fully autonomous level five driving is 15 years away. Tesla does not have the right equipment to get this done. And so, what do you say, gentlemen? I say you shouldn't. What do you say? I say you shouldn't feel so bad because even if you would have got a long-term lease, you're not getting autopilot in your Model S. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this feels like、uh, you know, like what people say before war breaks out. I I I don't go with this. First of all, the last time I saw either one of you fine gentlemen driving a car, what I noticed was that you were using your eyes and your ears. Yes, and you were driving. Yes, and you were not running into things. You were not running over things. You were driving. 
what I would consider safely using your eyes and your ears. Right. Do you have radar built into your body? Well, uh, yeah. Wait, actually, wait, I kind of actually do. Do you have LIDAR, which is a laser laser system built like into your body? I like LASAR. Do you have a LASAR system built into your system? No, but my eyes and my brain can compute if something's going faster and or slower, which my okay, well, uh, camera not, lens let's cannot. Let's not confuse computing and sensing. I'm just talking sensing. The computer in yes. our head, I agree, is an amazing it's device. badass. It is. In fact, yours is particularly badass. That is absolutely incorrect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the computers that they're putting in these cars are also exceedingly capable. It's just they need to have good sensing. And so what this fine gentleman from General Motors is saying is that it can't be done with eyes and ears. And I say... Bunk. I don't. I don't actually believe autopilot uh, using any sort of hearing sensors. Well, it uses ultrasonics all around the car to sense what's in the near field, and it uses even something we don't have, which is radar, which not only looks in front of you but looks in front of what's in front of you. So, you know, the car has not yet engaged all of the cameras, and. May they need to upgrade the computer in the car because they're at capacity or within 10% of capacity as far as calculations go? Maybe. But I don't feel like Tesla's going to rip me off and say, hey, buddy, you spent, you know, $115,000 on a car. Tough. You're not going to get all the computing power you need. They, Elon said he will make it right. Elon said he will make it right. So I don't feel like I'm going to get ripped off by Tesla. And so I think this is really wrong. And in fact, I look to see about this other. Uh, you guys listen to the, the Tesla show? Excellent show. Yes, I do. Yeah. So just a couple episodes ago, I think it was in September, they had an episode where they talked to this guy. His name is Corey, and he's in charge of this company called uh, Level 5, like LVL5, the number. And they're a group that uses cell phones in Ubers and on, you know, people's personal car that you mount your cell phone so it can look out your window and it just records what's going on. And it sends all kinds of clips back to level five and they are continuously making an updated three-dimensional map of the driving scape. And this guy is, he and one of the other guys of the three-part, you know, leadership of this organization come from Tesla Autopilot and they have the vision that this is the way to go. That's all you need. All you need is vision. That's basically what we use. But you need vision that is up to date by the minute, up to date so that it can see what's going on around you because cones change, uh, you know, accidents happen, trees fall. There's all sorts of dynamics to the world in which we drive that we manage to get around. Not always that well, but they're thinking that they can simply use vision to get considerably safer than what we have now. And I think this is also part of Elon's belief. And just because Ford is throwing darts at Tesla, I wonder if there could be any other ulterior motive. Right. So that's why I bring it up, because it gets very confusing, because some people like Elon say fully autonomous driving a year or two away. Other people are saying 15 years, like this Scott uh, gentleman from GM. And it, there seems to be a fundamental difference in two things. One, what sensors you need and how long this is going to take. So Elon has said, to summarize what Robert just said, that with eyes, 
Uh, you can do all you need to do, and our cameras are basically eyes. But they're better than that because now you have eyes all around your head. I've got eyes on the side of the car. I've got eyes behind. So just using that technology and sufficient computing power, you can become superhuman. You can become 10x as safe as a human, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Like Robert said, I'm looking out there. That's basically all I'm doing. I'm not hearing anything because I'm listening to ABBA, and it's up really loud. So I'm just looking, and I'm pretty safe. If I could look behind me, if I could look to the sides of me, surely... I could be even safer. So is that the end goal of this level? The problem is nomenclature then, right? It's not – is it his use of the word level five or is it his lack of ability to just say we're going to build a car that can drive you safer than you can drive yourself? So this is why I went into some detail about what have other car manufacturers said, other people in this area in terms of whether you're going to be able to do – Fully autonomous like driving. Trying to get a consensus? Yeah, I was trying to work out, like, where do the, where does, what does Toyota say they're going to do? What does Tesla say they're going to do? What are other people? And it turns out there is a huge variation between what people uh, say they can achieve over what time frame. Tesla say they can do it within a year or two. Other people say 15 years or more. But there's no variation. There is consistency and consensus as to what the difference between level one and level five is. There, That exists. Yeah. So let me get to the, the point of this, which is when you're listening to these people, be very clear about what they're saying in terms of level five. And some people have criticized Elon because he's saying level five. And they're not sure that he means the same thing as other people. So level five is supposed to be under any circumstances, rain or shine, with lots of redundancy, the car can drive itself and is safer than you under any circumstances. No uh, steering wheel, for instance. No steering wheel, nothing. And that is a very different uh, proposition than, say, level five, where it basically drives you all the time, but every now and then the car's going to go, I'm not sure what to do, could you take over you for a second? You mean level four. Which you is, misspoke a little bit. There. Well, no, I'm saying that that's what I think Elon is saying with level five. Oh, so Tesla level five you think is just slightly different? I think that when you listen to what he said on the TED Talk, and he's Uh sort of suggesting level five is driving from New York to L.A., is basically on the freeway, getting off the freeway, charging up, getting back on the freeway. It's not the kind of level five which is under any circumstances in rain, snow, uh, side streets, uh, dirt roads, under any circumstances, what some people say level five is. Any circumstances, anywhere. Well, level five is no steering wheel. So I agree. Elon may have been saying level four. In other words, I'm putting someone behind a steering wheel with a functional accelerator and a functional brake and all the other functional human interactions with the car, and they won't have to get involved. Whether he said that because he felt I the car will be level five or... He's thinking the car will be level five, I think, or he's thinking the car will be level five and I need to put somebody behind the wheel just because I don't want the car pulled off the road by somebody's, you know, highway patrol. My impression of it was that the level five was the car was going to drive itself. I, I mean, that, that like, again, when right. he said it. That's what I thought. I assume at the time, that's what you gentlemen thought. If we had any idea how to go back and listen to old shows, my guess is we've all said that. Right. The belief is that it is that it's going to be full level five. Why he didn't say, well, the car will do it without a steering wheel. 
If he said that, there would be no question. The other thing is level four is essentially level five, except the car can't go everywhere. It can't go to, you know, to Joe's farm down some dirt road without lines on it and get there safely. It may be that he's saying, look, the car can go. And he said, dynamically, during the trip, you can change it. It could be L.A. to Toronto. It could go down to Florida. But maybe he's thinking, look, I can get this car to go level five on all major highways and like service roads within the range of the highway so they can get to the supercharger. Right. But then he he can't use the word level five because level five actually means something. Did he say level five? Yes. Now, I don't know. Did he say level five in that clip? I can't remember. I don't so, think so. The point of this is um, I think we're achieving what I wanted to achieve, which is from now on going forward, when I hear him or anybody else talking about uh, self-driving cars and they start talking about levels... I realize now that not everybody's speaking the same language and not even on the show we're speaking the same language. And mostly we don't need to be exactly right in terms of whether you know exactly what level three is or four is. But when you say my car can do X, what exactly do you mean? Forget the level five stuff. Do you mean under every circumstance, Elon, um, no matter what, the person never needs to intervene? Or do you mean most of the time I can drive everywhere and the car will need some help? On occasion. In the long run, though, it's dangerous, in my opinion, to have a car that has even advanced level four because you're going to get complacent. You're going to sure. not be experiencing like that muscle memory of driving a car. So you're going to be in a situation where 98% of the time your car's driving you around and those times you're expected to remember right. how to drive a car. It's properly. just like now, you know, we've got that annoying little thing you have to jiggle. You have to do the little Tesla wiggle mm-hmm. to keep the car awake. That's with level two, which is where we're at right now. But it sounds like what you're saying, Mel, is that on maybe this one spot in the studio where we have a little bit of bare wall, we need to put up the SAE J3016 autonomy level chart. Yes. <laughs> so that we can constantly be as accurate as possible talking about levels of autonomy. Google goes with Tom, says, don't put it in the cars, don't do anything until it's truly level five. That's their philosophy, because as soon as you do a little bit of autonomous driving, people will get complacent. Tesla says, no, you can have cruise control and you can have lane assist and you can do this stuff and it'll improve the safety of the car without um, killing people. I am sort of, I think that it will go this way. You'll get on the freeway. And Tesla will be really good at driving on freeways. It'll be better than humans, and you can basically read a book on the freeway. But when it comes to getting off the freeway and driving up the road, the car's going to say, now, in this circumstance, you know, Mel, I'm going to need some help. The video that Tesla showed that they first released, right, that they were super excited about, was their car driving through the neighborhood near the headquarters, we yes. saw that. Yes. Taking turns, right. yes. stopping at things. Yes. Right. The implication of that is not what you just said. Well, the implication of that is that it's very good on routes that it knows. And this is where I'm a bit smarter. But nobody specifically asked the question, okay, what about if it's a snowstorm in the middle of Norway on somebody's farm road? Are you going to be able to drive that? And I think the answer would probably be, no, that's the circumstance that we can't cover. And this is why I think the gentleman from General Motors is wrong. Uh Uh-oh. He is describing a world in which the car is more or less like us. If, let's say, I just landed in South Africa. I've never been to Cape Town. I'd love to go. 
I land in Cape Town. I go from the airport to the rental car place. I get to rent a car and I now start driving. I have no clue about the road signs. I have no clue about the turns, how the traffic flows, where it speeds up, where people tend to get in accidents. What are the concerning or dangerous cross sections ahead of me? I'm unaware of these things. Maybe I know the street signs. I shouldn't make that part of the analogy. And that might be how this guy from General Motors sees autonomous driving. But if you listen to the talk with Andrew Corey, uh, the guy from Level 5, he says, you know, that would be a really challenging world in which to drive. But now think about how do you drive when you go from your house to your supermarket and to your kid's school and to your job? These are routes that you've taken hundreds of times. You could not do them blindfolded, but you could do them with a very low degree of anxiety because you've done them over and over and over. And you always know that when you get to this one driveway, it's a blind driveway and trucks sometimes just come right out of them. So you're always slowing down by that driveway so that you can be safe. Those are two very different scenarios. And the difference is your pre-knowledge of what you're going to anticipate. And if you're using a huge dynamic database of maps that is constantly being updated because thousands of cars on the road have cameras and are recording events and things going on on highways, the car, which is sitting at intersection A, already knows what's going to happen for the next 50 intersections because it's part of the the autonomous driving knowledge base. So it's as if you know every road on every continent and could drive it with the same degree of comfort as going to your local supermarket. That's true. But if you really dive into what the level five autonomy thing is, the computer, even if it's never been on that road, should in that level five world theoretically be able to figure all of that out. No, it depends on how you envision a system. That's These not, are but different that's systems. Not, but the lev- but uh, if you look at that list that you just mentioned, that it, is that car. Well, let me ask you this question. No. I think that I don't pass think, it out. I don't think that that's necessarily possible. I'm just saying that's what they're saying level five is. Well, I would say this. Uh, are you a level five driver? Absolutely not. Okay. So that's, I think that's absolutely true. I'm not a level five driver. There are times at night uh, with uh, poor vision and the glasses, I'm not comfortable driving. But I would say I'm level five. I'm autonomous. I'm uh, level five most of the time. But if you're going to build so, cars without steering wheels, yeah, but it just won't drive. Like I have a car. I'm a human. I'm not going to drive under certain circumstances because I don't feel like I'm safe. And the car would basically do the same thing. Right? I would just say, uh, I can't do that. It's not I, safe. I feel safe driving with you, Mel. I would consider you level five. But let me just read what level five actually says. The full-time performance by an automated driving system of all aspects of the dynamic driving task under all roadway and environmental conditions that can be managed by a human driver. It says nothing in there. It says nothing in there about how. It doesn't say needs to have LIDAR. It doesn't say needs to have vision. It doesn't say needs to have anything. And so I'm saying with a dynamic 3D map that is constantly being updated and vision, that might be all you need because that's all I have when I'm driving to my local supermarket. So that's why this is a flexible definition because it says by a human and humans are very different in their capabilities. So Mm -hmm. I think we should move on from this, but I think it has brought up the point that when you talk about autonomous driving, you need to ask not the level, but what do you mean 
by autonomous driving level five. So let's move on and talk about uh, superchargers. How many do we have? What's going on, Robert? Tell us, because we all know we're not getting autonomous driving tomorrow. We're going to have to plug in. It's another big week for superchargers. I'm excited. It's not as big as last week. I only have 29 superchargers to speak of, but 20 of them are new and open. And in China, again, a big swath, 10 superchargers. In the United States, we got six. Canada, two. Austria and Spain each got one. And then eight entered construction. Four in the United States, two in Canada, Belgium, go Belgium, and Denmark. I'd like some cheese, my thing. I'm thinking about cheese right now. Only one new permit, though. Hmm. That's kind of a little concerning. That means the pipeline is kind of constricting a bit. That was in Austria. And then on the uh, supercharger website, not the Tesla supercharger website, but the uh, fan supercharger website, they noted that Laramie, Wyoming was listed as closed. And that always gets my attention. We don't like to see closing superchargers. We only want to see opening superchargers. But it turns out that Laramie, Wyoming supercharger has never been open. What? 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 How can you close something that wasn't open? Exactly. Wow, man, that's so deep. And so it turns out that Laramie, Wyoming was under construction. And of course, rabid fans in Wyoming will go and check it out. And they found that at one point, the lights were on, people were home, they plugged in, they were charging. So it got listed as open on the Fan Supercharger Info website. And then it turns out, I guess Tesla's still working on it. And maybe because it's in Wyoming for some reason, they didn't like close it off or whatever. So people were driving by and they were like, hey, it's not working. And it turns out that Tesla is still, or at least last week, Thursday, was still on site working on the supercharger. I don't understand. I don't have any inside information. But what I did find was that the name Laramie, Wyoming, it just rung in my head. I wondered why, why Laramie, Wyoming? It's been in a number of Western movies, Laramie, Wyoming. And it turns out that Laramie, Wyoming was uh, founded. It was like a tent city along the Union Pacific Railroad that linked the West to the East. And it was quite a lawless and unsafe town. Hmm. In fact, the saloon was called the Bucket of Blood. Hey, Tom, I'm a little thirsty. It's been a long day. Would you like to go grab a beer at the Bucket of Blood? No, thank you. Me neither. Well, that's been 150 years and a lot's improved. And in 2011, Laramie was named one of the best cities in which to retire by Money Magazine. I got to go. Yeah, I was. I was I'm, out. You're ready to a, I'm out of here. <laughs> there's a supercharger there now. Well, almost. Sign me up for Laramie. I'm on my way, Laramie. And finally, before we do letters, uh, there was a launch this morning. Oh. Uh, we record this on Monday. So at like 4 or 5 a.m., there was a launch. And what happened, Tom? It launched. And it landed? It launched. It landed in the ocean. It was very dark, and it still managed to land in the dark. Yeah, they were some advanced imaging systems apparently <laughs> being used on the on the SpaceX uh, Stage One Returno thing, and then they also did the most important part of the whole situation: yeah. the deployment of the spacecraft. Ten more of the Iridiums have joined their polar orbiting brothers. So now we have thirty of. Like 46, I think it was. And this is an important launch because Wednesday they're doing another one. This is a 
36-hour turnaround time, I think they're planning for, mm. which is where we're getting in to. In really. Vandenberg, another one? No, no Florida. Florida. Florida this time. Oh. So they're testing their ability to launch many Engin- rockets, many fastlies. That was a launch that was supposed to be last week. It got delayed because SpaceX uh, needed to do some work on the engine. There was something not quite right. Plus, there was another hurricane that was blowing up. Nate. Yeah, Nate. Nate was causing some havoc. They had a date with Nate. So let's do some letters, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The first letter is from Carl Gustav Rydberg. Is is that right? Sounds good. good, And he says, I'm officially a Patreon. And that's all we need to know about this letter. Actually, we need to go further because it turns out that Carl apparently lives somewhere right here. And he sees our cars and he sees one of us walking around, but he doesn't know who it is. Stalker. And uh, I'm saying, Carl, don't be a, uh, don't be, uh, you know. A stranger, yeah. come up and say hi to us if you see us. He's a he's a field consultant for Tesla Energy, so he may or may not have worked for Solar City priorly. Yes, he should say hello, make himself known. I also do live in the neighborhood. He made some offers. The answer to all of them are, are yes, yes, and yes. and also yes, and yes. and one more time. Uh, yeah, yeah, he for might sure. be able to get us a you know a little look at a Model Three. Potentially, he offered you potentially an early roof token as well. He called you out a tiny tid tad bit. So, uh, Carl, uh, don't be a stranger, mate. We're gonna send you an email. Carl. We're gonna send you an email, and if you see us walking in the street, say hi. Just say hi. If you see Mel walking in the street, <laughs> yeah, say hi. We have. Uh, We've we've got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> Max Hedron, I like to call him Max Hedron. Max Hedron. I know, which is a reference probably no one listening. And to yet, this I show will continue here. to do yes, it. Yes, you will. So, Tom, he wanted to talk about the referral program. Can you summarize? What he wanted some clarification this, yeah. on what is the situation with the referral gifts. I dove dove deep, deep, deep into the Tesla referral website yesterday, and this is what I can tell you: for the first two referrals in this current cycle. You can get a black charger, a limited edition with Elon's fake signature built into it, or the Tesla mini car. If you get the third referral, you can get 21-inch wheels or rent an X or an S for an entire week. Sign me up for Mm. that. If you get four qualifying rentals, you can get the Powerwall. Five qualifying, the red limited edition power wall, that's right. Five referrals invite to a reveal event. But what this means is you can get all of those things when you get your fifth. By the time you've gotten your fifth one, you could have gotten a charger and a mini Tesla. Yes. And wheels. Yes. Or a rental. Yes. And a power wall and an invite. That's a prize package valued at over $45,000, Johnny. Actually, I don't know if that number is right, <laughs> no, but, but that's a lot of things. But to be honest, you have sold $500,000 <laughs> worth of vehicles. That's a, just a little thank you gift. Just gets me to think none of us hmm? are the smart one. Hmm. Because if this is costing us, you know, 30 grand mel and you and I a fair amount of time, mm-hmm. thousand hours, I don't know, a I year, don't know. something I, crazy like that. I'm close like to that. being an expert, though, <laughs> then I think. If, if we would have sold 15 cars by now, uh-huh. then we could have, you know— a little bit more in the piggy bank to show for all of our efforts. I would really like to get a power wall. So I'm one one referral in in this current cycle at Laney 9300, which is the best referral code that you could ever use. Laney 9300. And Laney yours, Robert, is? Yeah, it's Laney simple. Laney 9300. It's simple, Robert. <laughs> 
3177. And I would love a Powerwall too, but more important, yeah. I would like to be at the semi-reveal. And it's L-A-I-N-I. And we might be able to get you there. There's somebody that might be able to take you. <gasps> there might be, but what uh-huh. if, you know, could you imagine what Talking Tesla Nation would would experience if all three of us were there. That would be so exciting. John Ford's got a letter here, and actually it was John that was telling us that the problem with the Bolt and stuff is that they don't know who they're competing against. There's a Bolt, and then there's an exact same GM car that's Mm -mm. half the price, and most people are going to go, well, I want the $20,000. And and most salesmen are going to push them towards that because they know that's going to be an easier closure, to be honest with you. So appreciate the letter, John. push them towards the gas car. Right. I didn't mean to not uh, give you credit for that thing, but it is true. $40,000 car next to a $20,000 car that looks basically the same. And drives basically the same. Yeah. The same thing goes for Ford with Ford Fusion. You know, so and the, the Chevy Spark. You know, all these cars, Mm -hmm. you could get the gasoline version or you can get the electric version. I'll tell you this you should not do is you should not buy either the Spark EV or the Spark. (laughs) Either way. (laughs) Either way. You've done some bad things to your car purchasing experience. Uh, Leon Brody, we talked about he, he had a lot to say about autonomy, but he also had a lot to say about the Leaf. He said he had a... 2011 version of the Leaf, 30,000 miles, already started to see battery degradation. He then has a 2015 Leaf, has done 62,000 miles, no battery degradation. And this is what we all believe, is that uh, Nissan has significantly improved its cooling and its functionality in terms of the battery. I also love that you call it Nissan. I love that part of this. What is it? What's the American version? I believe we refer to it as Nissan. But I don't think that's right think, or wrong. Although that, in Japan, there is a company called Nissan Foods. This is run by the gentleman. two S's. Same. Yeah, two, two S's. Is that not the same? Yeah. And, and he invented the, the ramen noodle, the freeze-dried, the guy who started Nissan Foods invented the ability to package that top ramen thing. One of the most incredible inventions of our century. This is uh, why you listen to the show. This is the kind <laughs> of information that you're going to gleam from this. You wanted to say something about the tax credits? I just wanted to say that uh, you should – he's talking about should he get another leaf? This is Leon. Should we get another leaf? Should he wait for a three? Should he get a Model S? And I say, dude, jump on the Model S. Get the tax break. Get the 1000 off. Get supercharging for life. But you have to do it before Halloween. At the very beginning of his letter, he also talked a little bit about autonomy. I just want to touch on something he said because I think it's interesting. He says, our re-full autonomy, putting your money up for the full deal is about supporting the effort, not the short-term expectations. Since you're the one who put your money up, gentlemen, do you agree or do you disagree with that statement? Um, I think, again, there's two – there's different types of people in the world. Uh, There are Tesla fanboys. There are Tesla people who really are trying to support this. And so if you're one of those people, give Tesla all the money you can. Okay. But if you're a normal person, if you're a normal, then I say to the normal people, don't buy this right now. We don't know when it's going to go live. But that money is not necessarily for electrification. That money is for automization. Very well, it's different situation. Well, all the same thing of money. I don't think Tesla has it. Here's a bag of money over here for autonomy, and here's a bag over here for making cars. I think it all goes into the profit or the lack of profit, as it were, <laughs> and they use the money. So does that make you Abby normal? I am Abby normal. Ian Abercrombie and Finch. Oh, your favorite. Thank you. Uh, said Saturday night he was at a supercharger in Florida and got 110 kilowatts at 334 miles per hour on his Model S 90D, which is pretty good, but it's not a record breaker. What I would love to know about that is what's the duration of this? 
Like, is it 10 cool. minutes at this speed? Yeah, usually is it you 15 see 15 minutes? It gets like, up is there it and it's transient? really fast, and then it goes down. Depends on your state of charge. Yeah. Well, but that's what I want to know. That, that, like, the there next are... time that Ian gets this, because he, he's a regular sender of this information, I would love to know Duration. how long it lasted yeah. at this speed. Like, I'd like to, Until not necessarily percent. minute by minute, but it right. would be really interesting to know. I got this by minute three. I was at this SOC and this is how long it All right, lasted. so talking Tesla Nation out there. So when you send us this information, tell us your state of charge, mm-hmm. how fast it's going, uh-huh. and for about how long it did. Thank you. Can I just make one suggestion? Please. Yes. Look on the Tesla Motors Club forum. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of electrical engineers in there who have actually posted their Graphs. energy curves for what goes on. As they're supercharging. That sounds amazing. How come you haven't shared these with us before, Robert? Because we're cutting the show shorter, and there's no chance I'll get it on before next Christmas 2018. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, Joel Sepp talked about autopilot. We talked about that. Uh, Lawrence Koski. 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 It's just K-O-S-K-Y. Koski. Koski. I am now a Patreon supporter and... Hashtag crush Tom's car. Crush Tom's car. Crush Tom's car. And uh, we have a letter here from PR. And PR says, look, I've got this condition. It's called atrial fibrillation. It occurs intermittently. I could tell you all about it. It's one of my favorite topics. But it's a little heart condition. You've got an abnormal <laughs> rhythm. And you know what he did to cure himself last time he what, had a little episode? What, Tom? What, Mel? What did he do? He listened to Talking Tesla and the atrial fibrillation went away. Just another thing that talking Tesla so does. Did it, does that mean we calmed him down? It's hard to believe. How is that possible? He, he did mention specifically humor. <laughs> oh, okay. Humor cured. As in, the, as in the good humors. And, and I say that's just one more reason to become a Patreon supporter. So we've got another Patreon supporter here whose name, and I think he wants me to just give it a try. Because mm. I didn't say this name. Mm. I was away in Africa last he time. He is Norwegian. Isn't? And his name is... Zubnik Veselovskiet. The the you you were pretty good until you had to feel like you add needed to add the nyet to both of the <laughs> I names. I don't know why I they're thought... not on here. That means no. Nietzsche. Uh, Nyet mean no. That means no ski, and it's not a word. I don't know how to say his name, Tom. How do I? How would you say that name? Veselovsky. I would say yeah, Zubnik Veselovsky. I. Uh, fine, whatever. Look, he said he may have been a bit distracted, but he's absolutely certain that last week he heard Robert saying, I've always wanted to shove a banana into Tom's did back pipe. Did you feel the need to repeat that? I think, did you say specifically into my backpipe, Robert, or did you just say into no. a backpipe? I believe, I believe he was distracted. He was being a good level five driver, and he didn't hear the run-up to that quote because I actually stated... Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. the first one mm-hmm. in which Eddie Murphy shoves a banana mm-hmm. into the tailpipe of the policeman's car. Nick Nolte. Yes. And I've always wanted to do that to stop a car, see if it actually happened or did the banana pop out or what. And then Tom suggested, no, shove a potato in my backpipe. Yeah, because of... <laughs> Because the banana's not going to... Let's just move on. By the way, he also says that Shabam, another one of our shows, is fabulous. Thank you. Stephen Peters, with lots of ease, says, hey, he might be able to get one of us into the uh, reveal event for the truck. Mm. So uh, Sven or Stephen or... 
It won't be Sven. me going because I'm destroying his Sven name. Sven or Steven. It's and just actually Steven. It's, it's not even Steven. Sven or Steven. He also wanted to know, can he get from L.A. to San Francisco, like, go to the reveal event and then uh-huh. go all the way up and do a factory thing and do it in a couple of days, and you've done this many times. Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy. You get to experience our mind-numbing Los Angeles traffic. So kind of doing a little planning around the traffic is good, unless you have a Tesla with autopilot makes it a lot easier and then i noticed he's from belgium and he works for this uh programming and or computer software company that martin works for martin is the guy who i hung out with at the tesla owners forum in fremont and he and i were the ones who were zipping around and taking all the pictures of the model threes back in june and so he must be friends with my friend Martin. So you can easily drive from L.A. to San Francisco and get a flight out of SFO, fly into LAX, fly out of SFO. The mm-hmm. drive is probably eight hours. Take the coast, make it 12, Ooh. and it's much prettier. Yeah. Enjoy all the, the you, Golden State has to offer. Unless you, you want to go see Although, Willow Charger. stay away from – you have to at some point cut back across because Big Sur is, the, closed. is still closed. closed up there. So or that makes it a, a little more difficult. You can do a lot faster if you go up the five in a nice car and don't stop. <laughs> you can yeah, you like can definitely do it. Yeah, but if you want to stop at like Button Willow and uh, – Yeah, take a Tesla, rent a Tesla and stop at all the – you know. Yeah, you can stop at the, the first and the earliest of all the super – Superchargers, of course, Hawthorne, where the uh, the semi reveal will be at Fort Tejon, which is another one of the very earliest superchargers, and at Harris Ranch, and then there's a bunch more along the way, including the new 4D stall that's uh, under construction. Julio, uh, I don't know this last name. Jane. Jane. Julio Jane says, uh, Model 3 camper mode. Your last podcast, you mentioned camper mode in the Model 3. Well, uh, I think that feature might be built into the car. And then he shows us OC detailings video again. And uh, what is actually he talking about there? So on that, right behind the rear passenger seats is that little ledge. Yeah. In that little ledge, instead of it being a solid piece, there's a window. Yeah, it's like a screen. That's a very good catch, by the way. Yeah, that I did not notice, but you can see in this photo that that so that's a solid piece, Mm -hmm. and that is see through. So if you're laying down in the trunk, you could see up through that hole through the roof. Well, I don't think it's really intended for people laying down in the trunk. Is it for the valet to see what's in your trunk so that he knows if he wants to no, break I in there No, I think it's for you. Why not use sunshine? You're outside. You're opening your trunk. You want to see what's in the back section of your trunk, kind of pushed up against the back seats. You know, if you don't have the back That's seats so folded down. boring. But back seats sitting up. You want to see what's in that back end of your okay. trunk. Use sunlight. So, Why use lights? Okay, so, the Tesla, so let's go back again. The Tesla engineers are like, this is a great idea. And you know what, Robert? Yeah. That is a great idea. Great idea. Yeah. Super utilitarian. Super. They came up with this like, oh, my God, how can we get light into the back of the trunk? It's very Solar deep. It's very powered. dark. Let's put a window in there. Yeah. But no adjustable cup holders? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, dude, that's a different team. The license plate yeah, well, is a different Those guys need to have team. some cross-functional meetings. That was one of the secretaries was on that. And uh, Charles... Schweitzer? 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 Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, Schweitzer. He says a lot of stuff about electric jets, and we might sort of uh, spend some time talking about them, but there is oh, a lot of activity. So cool. A lot of activity about electric jets and hybrid jets, and maybe we're getting to the point where we'll even be seeing some of these. We covered a few of the e-jets yes. earlier in the summer, and there's a great article about Elon's vision towards e-jets, and I'm really excited by it. Maybe in the next 15, 20 years, we'll have e-jets. We just need better battery density hold more charge per pound or per kilogram. And so, yeah, 
yeah, I suggest we, we do talk about that at some point. Alex Kimber has one of the best letters ever because he said, did you notice in the app now that if you go under the place where you get... Uh, Leaderboard. You, you're, you go to the app and then you go to the place, what's it called? I'm doing it it's right like now in real time. It's like a little chest. It's a the little treasure chest. chest. And that's where you get all your, your goods, like uh, your referrals. Yeah. Now, if you go down there, you can actually find a little thing called leaderboard. And when you click on that leaderboard, it'll tell you how much uh, CO2 has been saved by driving Teslas. And it divides it up by countries, by people. And uh, it's pretty cool. And by the world. The and United by the States world, is in the lead. We're saving lots of CO2. So go check that out on the app. Oh, my goodness. I'm sixth. Out of who? Out of the America? Yeah, on the referral list. Wow. Hmm. For this to... current thing, I, I don't know. How's that even possible? Find out how to believe. Well, it's, you're probably doing it by Woodland Hills. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, but I'm sixth in this room. That's right. right out exactly. of the three of us. Now, uh, Gordon <laughs> Fredrickson. Gordon Fredrickson. Thank you. I talked about what is the most efficient way to get somebody from point A to point B, and he points out in this article what it is. But I'm not going to say what it is because I'm going to do a Patreon thing on it. Please tell me it's walking. Are it's you teasing? not walking. It's not walking? How it is, is not, it not walking? Oh, uh, you'll have to wait or be a Patreon so, to find hold on out. A second. Are you a Patreon, Tom? Can you give me anything else besides that? Because I'm not listening to the Patreon because I don't want a member of Patreon and I don't get the audio. I'm not going to pay you even more of my... I'm not going to go negative. Is it a turtle? <laughs> Like turtle, turtle, turtle trap. You're just gonna have Did to you see All the right, I'll YouTube? To the Patreon this Did week. you see the the YouTube or the Instagram of the turtle beating the hair? No, Robert. I'm gonna tweet that because I'm not nine. Oh no, but it's for real. <laughs> they put down on a track a hair and a turtle, Again. and the turtle starts going, and the hair starts popping, and then it stops, Ladies and, and it's looking he's around. A doctor, and then <laughs> the turtle that. wins. I want to see that video so, so good. good. How many hours a week does Robert just spend in the YouTube rabbit hole? Well, four a.m. when nobody's in the hospital, you got to do something. Um, there is a uh, letter here, and I don't know who it's by. Shame. And he said, look, we had a number of... It was a a thread. We had a number of factual mistakes when we were talking about the BFR. Wait a minute, really? Yeah, and I don't think any of them are too important, but it did bring up one thing we were talking about, using gravity to fill up the tank as it's flying around in space, and that's not how they're going to do it. It wasn't gravity. I didn't say gravity. If I said gravity, I misspoke. It was the angle of the thing. Well, you apparently did misspoke, but I just wanted to bring up as an example again. I went to the NASA website, because I thought that in low Earth orbit, you still had about 99, 95% of Earth's gravity. And what happens is that you've got this uh, axial rotation spinning really fast, centripetal force, Mm -hmm. and you've balanced the gravitational force and the centripetal force, and that's why there's sort of weightlessness. It turns out that at low Earth orbit, you have 90% of Earth's gravity. I just want to be clear, 90%. And that's the centripetal force. That's why the space station is going at 17,000 miles an hour. It's balancing gravitational force, centripetal force. And one of the results of that is that you're floating around because everything's falling down. But it never stops falling. Also, you dirty, dirty boys. BFR doesn't stand for what you think it stands for. Well, that's... This this comes... uh, A lot of people have said BFR stands for Big Falcon... Rocket. Oh, Falcon rocket. Falcon, no. Falcon Big rocket. Big Falcon rocket. And, and this was made official by Gwen Shotwell, who's the SpaceX CEO, because she was meeting just last Thursday in Washington, D.C. with the vice president and leaders of all of these different space organizations like Jeff Bezos. And they were trying to lobby the U.S. government to sort of like stop paying a billion dollars a year to United Launch Alliance for doing anything. 
And then SpaceX has to compete without any guaranteed or any kind of secure funding. And so she called it the Big Falcon rocket. And I think that's sort of like on the surface, that's the nice name for this big rocket. Oh, my oh, God. He dear. did it again. Did. Robert Greaves, who's the Aussie, he's a med student. He goes to Monash, mate, the best university in all the world, particularly medical schools, because that's where I went. He wants to drive <laughs> around Australia, and so uh, he sends us a couple of links, and he thinks it's actually possible there's enough EV charging stations to get this done, so they're going to do it and uh, do it next year, perhaps. Anonymous Should said, they limit the amount of beer they take? Yes, they should. Anonymous says cow farts may be contributing more to global warming than we first realised. We've talked about this a little bit in the last few weeks. Uh, one gentleman, and I can't remember who it was, said, oh, no, cows aren't bad because, you know, they sequester uh, carbon. Yeah, carbon. But the pasture sequesters carbon is what yes. he said. But every article I've read since then says, no, 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 no. They're taking carbon in one form. They're converting it with bacteria in their gut to methane. Methane's really bad. You've got to burn down trees and stuff to graze the cows. Cows are bad. Eat less meat. And pretty right. much everybody in this area says the same thing. Right. Jeremy Taylor Sends us a link to a EV pickup. It's a plug-in extended range pickup, and it looks really cool. Don't know how available that is. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the workhorse as well as the Bollinger, and there's two others that are coming online. The problem is you can't buy any of them. You can only put your name down on a list that says you're interested. I think it's great. I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm just... when when can we have one? It looks pretty interesting. It looks a lot like an F one fifty, which is cool. It's got the Four-seater. Panasonic eighteen six fifty batteries is what they're using to make the pack. Those come from the Gigafactory and um, goes about eighty miles. Eighty miles which and is pretty and good. I mean that's pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah. that would fit the bill for a, a lot, lot of, of folks. You can run your electric lawnmower off of it. You can, yeah, you can plug in. So your landscaper yes. could get this truck. truck. He could charge it. He could plug in all of the electric tools you've purchased for him right. and, and be able to do his business. I like that. Pat from Oregon says, as you've pointed out, that BFR stands for Big Falcon Rocket. But Diego Cuevado from Oregon also says it stands for Big Friendly Rocket. Big Freaky Rocket, Bursting Farts Rocket, Busting Farts Rocket, Big Family Rocket, Big Fast Rocket, and on and on. What's your favorite there? I like Big Freaky Rocket, I like Big Freaky Rocket. And he's asking us for those uh, people in Portland to uh, go to their Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Tesla Portland, because they're trying to become an official what? Owner's group. Owner's group, and they need a couple more people. You need 25 people or something? Right. You need to have a substantial number of people to qualify as a Tesla owners group in the eyes of Tesla motors themselves. And so I say, great. If you own a Tesla and you're in Oregon, sign up. They probably have some cool things to get together to do. I say, Diego, send us a list. You know, when's your next big event? Maybe we can uh, announce it for you. Excellent. Uh, That's all the letters we have. The last thing I would like to say is when is the Wednesday launch? Does anybody know the time? Wednesday? It's on Wednesday. You're yeah, I'll helpful. look it up right now. What? You're not at all helpful. I'm trying to find out the time because if it's at the right time, I might do a little live thing. And if anybody on wants Wednesday? to come, if it's in the evening, have a couple of shardies and watch the launch together. That sounds exciting. It's at 1237 UMT. And can what you remind UMT? us what they're putting up in this rocket, Robert, as well? It's a European uh, satellite. Iridium. No, that was Iridium. Oh, that was today. That was today. It's the EcoStar satellite. And no, there is no time set. It's for the SES Luxembourg group. And it's for, I believe, tele- television. But what time? 
Exactly. They don't know. I think because of <laughs> storms and all, that was kind of up in the air. And I have to say, I just misspoke. The 18650 cells from Panasonic do come from Hapon, not from Gigafactory. Oh, just want to just, just stave so, off just, a few letters. That was talking Tesla. Uh, there was a lot of uh, good discussion, a lot of angst. We talked about Level 5. We talked about Model 3. I thought it was really good. It was punchy. It was exciting. Uh, Patreons, it's going to be a big, huge, large, massive Patreon for you coming on Friday. Morning, morning cup holders. That's what this show's theme. Yes. Morning cup holders, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't see a time listed. 6.53 to 8.53 p.m. Eastern Daylight. So uh, afternoon, three-ish in the afternoon. All right, well, we'll see. I'll let you all know via the Twitters if we're going to do something. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel. That's Tom. That's Robert. And we are done here until we're not. Until 108. Coming up next. That's what's next. 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 Coming up next. It's a good thing we have them sort of in a sequential order. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it a little easier. Let's do B next. Let's do episode B. Yeah. Mm, Thanks. That would throw folks off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo Incorporated. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenberg. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes. And produced by CC Herbert and Mel Herbert. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking Tesla. To find our referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes.